0: It's a hard yeah. take! take. <laughs> Swing it around,
1: America, because <laughs> oh, yeah. that's
2: what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The 8 yeah. commercial has a fat ass, but, like, no personality.
1: Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs>
2: no, God damn it, uh, Isaac, new
1: noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip oh, Isaac a new one
2: today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Ever, And we are live and welcome to Hot Takes, an internet independent electronic, not necessarily electronic, but independent music show hosted by myself, Vaporwave DJ Young Shiro, and my dear colleague... Skeleton lipstick. Hello, this is going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Um,
1: Skeleton lipstick.
2: That's we've got graph here. I completely forgot to throw up the. Um, oh, check it static. out! Derek's in the chat. Yeah, so chat. just Thank say you. hello because everybody, What's everybody gets to see your, hey. your lovely face before they were supposed to. <laughs> we're um, supposed to let's throw it. the static up. Y'all pretend you didn't see that. It wouldn't be a hot takes without some mistakes, right? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a exciting guest tonight who you've already seen are uh, audio video um, whiz uh, from the scene genre bender elite um, friend of many we're very excited uh, to to pick uh, Carlos's brain tonight and um, we want to thank each and every one of you who has chosen to be here and just remind y'all if you like hot takes uh, tweet about our show post it on Facebook post it on Insta invite a friend uh, subscribe follow instagram we got a link tree i'll post it it's just link tree slash hot takes vapor pat yourself on the back for being here we're going to start out tonight's show uh with a a respectful thank you to anybody that donated last week uh we we rolled out the paypal donation link Uh, i'll go ahead and post it in the chat um asking for money is never fun but any and all donations go straight to equipment upgrades and paying your friends uh to be uh, artists, guests, uh, making videos, whatever. Uh, we we always give back to the community and it's a great ecosystem. Uh, went ahead and dropped the PayPal link if anyone wants to donate if you feel so led. We wanna thank our three top donors. If you didn't see the intro screen, we had an insane $69.69 from a Christopher. Ugh, I don't want to botch your last name, homie. It was like Dizikowski. Um, please come through with a DM to me so I can thank you properly. $69.69. Uh, groovy Kaiju and Soft Replica with 10 and $15, respectfully. Thank you, guys. Thank are. You guys. Uh, y'all are the best, and we love you, and we appreciate the support. Uh, we're going to start off tonight with uh, a couple recommendations. I'm going to take the helm tonight. Uh, you guys
1: don't mind, since I'm like you know, maybe because I've been going through a little bit of personal issues lately. It's kind of made me have to go silent on Twitter for a minute just to get my head together. So I'm respectfully allowing my dear friend, Isaac to please take over both the hot take and the music rec for now. And, uh, thanks buddy. I appreciate you, uh, helping me out and I appreciate you taking over both right now.
2: Always my good friend. We'll let you double time it next week. Uh, I want to start off (laughs) with a recommendation by a, um, uh, business casual favorite. As you all know, I'm extremely picky when it comes to future funk. The greatest future funk is all subjective, right? But I am partial to the stuff that's very choppy and loopy, and it samples a lot of the 80s R&B. Not so much the city pop, I'm more of an 80s R&B kind of guy. No disrespect to city pop. Um... One particular artist who's constantly hit heavily and does a lot of collabs is Barb Walters. As you know, we've taken Flipside as our ad hoc theme song, uh, and that's by Barb Walters, and so I want to recommend specifically Roses by Barb Walters. Um, Great album, hits hard as hell, very fun, very danceable. I'm certain a track or two from that album would make its way into one of your sets, Chris, or one of mine. So if you like Future Funk or Vaporwave, you gotta check out Barb Walter's Roses. On the more hip hop influenced side, uh, I would call him more vapor adjacent, but kind of on like a funk slash vapor trap instrumental hip hop level. Back when is an artist that not many people know about, but that I was uh, introduced to through a handful of vapor trap uh, scene, not scenes, playlists, mixes. And Back Wind is extremely good at the Vapor Trap and Instrumental Hip Hop vibe. It almost has the album that I linked, Prisoner of Eternity, has like a late night lo-fi, but with a hip-hop beat type of vibe. If you like bells and sultry piano and just late night loungy vibes, but with a like a rolling bass line, you need to check out Backwind's Prisoner of Eternity. Final recommendation. Not to be corny, but I was a little late to the game, y'all, and I just got a copy of AuraGraph's Opacity Field. Yes, I. Right. Yeah, you're not muted there, but nice, right? <laughs> AuraGraph's our special guest tonight so you know i had to get his album opacity field i want to thank lux specifically for putting me on to autograph i don't think i told you that carlos lux i can thank specifically for putting me on and the album that had the acid disco track i had to get and it did not disappoint if you guys are fans of lo-fi house if you're fans of like midi wave like fm skyline windows 96 hotel pools type stuff um you got to hear Opacity, um, hang on, um, Young Shiro moment, Opacity Field by Auregraph, post that in the chat, uh, featuring a remix actually by FM Skyline and Cat System Corp. Um, yeah. Very, very excited to, to have our special guest on, and I recommend all of those albums solidly. So since I've been given the floor, I'm going to go ahead and roll into our hot take for tonight as well. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. Um, calling back an older hot take from maybe six to nine months ago. There is a very clear difference between sampling and stealing. Don't steal from your peers, guys. I'm not a producer, so it's probably not my place to, like, judge. But it's, it's one thing to flip a sample it's one thing to just chop up and slow down a sample from somebody who already made their money. It's another thing to take somebody's whole album, slow it down a little bit, and pass it off as your own work. It's just not a good look. Full stop. Any commentary, Chris? Um...
1: I don't know. Honestly, it's hard to say. I mean, I agree with you. I would love The Devil's Avid Kid. Uh... I don't know, man. Like, I don't really care. Um, I understand what you're saying. And I agree in theory. Like, I don't think I would do that. But I don't really kind of make that kind of music in the first place. But True. I don't know what the rules are here. I mean, what's the difference between fair taking from your peers and slowing down album and taking from Diana Ross and slowing down the album? What's the difference? Who's to say? What's the line here? I mean, when that happens, is it a statement on music? I don't know. I would. I mean, I personally it, wouldn't it do it. It is hard. You know, <laughs> like yeah. everyone has their own different like rules for this sort of thing. But it's hard for me to pass judgment on anything these days. Just I the respect longer you. I look that. at stuff. Um, I'm such a judge and, compared to you. Yeah, which is like ironic because I'm like kind of known for being you know so like uh, and intense. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna play Devil's Advocate over here and say. Uh, I don't know what the rules are <laughs> like where is it where's the beginning where's the end like it's not it's not once again it's not I wouldn't do it but um, and it, I really do think that if you do that it's a gamble that you're going to get people angry at you but Fair. I don't know Do you? What, what is the it's hard to say what the difference is at the end of the day Jupiter and maybe has a great some, comment he says
2: devil's advocate I guess was back in the day when people weren't making money on vaporwave it made more sense once you that's get a dime, that's when you start drifting into stealing territory. All right, I feel that. The profit mode okay. does make a difference.
1: Hey, what's up, Superflat? Yeah, super Flat's flat. here. What's flat. up, buddy? we got a lot my of first time viewers tonight. Hey, very, hey, very buddy. skilled. Good person. to see you, my friend. Also you see Derek's in the chat right now for Derek Super Attraction. I know Orograph did some uh I like, did a little bit of uh engineering work on his last album
2: secret I did, attraction I I've been a fan yeah. for ages since um oh, yeah since, we've
1: been we've been good friends with Derek for a long time oh but anyway back to my point I, oh I'm sorry you want to say something
2: no since um since Carlos has still not muted himself let's go ahead and bring him up I here. don't know like listen oh, here's sorry. the thing I guess You're, like you don't owe me an apology dude yeah, so <laughs> yeah, once again
1: the, I'm gonna go back to my take for a second yeah yeah which is that' like up. I um I I understand that people can will, will be angry about that and I get it. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know, Vaporwave doesn't have rules. It's sort of like really an odd thing, you know, it's an odd genre. You know, you can do anything from make complex synthesizer based, um, you know, a- uh, albums to, yeah, just slowing down an entire album of somebody's work. And who's to say, you know, that's like the thing about vaporwave is like, I don't really know what the rules are. <laughs> I don't really think there are any. I mean, the scene's any. not so like it, I didn't say it's like, maybe it's not the best thing for somebody to do, but I don't right. know if, if, if there's any rules here. I don't think it breaks any rules. Um, I, I wouldn't do yeah, it I just think it's myself, kind of scummy, but I don't. I don't it, yeah. I mean, it might be gauche. You know what I mean? You could say it's gauche to do that, There's a but better it word. depends. There's a better word. Oh, sure. I mean, hey, listen, gauche. I'm sure it's a better word. I'm just not, I'm not the judgment passing type. You know what I mean? I respect when it comes you to art in general, and uh, that can be, in my opinion, like the you got like the the hoy polloi can go argue amongst that Holy themselves.
2: Boy. Are you here? You this? know,
1: and like I'm just, I just kind of stay above it because like I don't care. I mean, I care, but honestly, like everyone it's else, an, can fight. That's about a quick
2: it. way to make yourself persona non grata. That's for it some. is,
1: but like also like some people are doing. That's that's some people's thing is True. to make themselves persona that, non grata. So what do you expect? Boy, that's you also like no on brand. Detected
2: no lie you know, detected so like
1: no lie detected like i'm not going to sit here and start telling people how they are supposed to make vaporwave or not supposed to make vaporwave when True. vaporwave has no rules and if you do something that might be controversial well i think you probably already knew what the response would be and yeah, you that was wrong. part of your maybe that's part of your whole statement in general so you know that's all i have to, that's what i have to say and i'm not i don't sit here and argue about these sorts of things me neither Because, man. uh oh no i know you know I don't see you in argument. Because honestly it's not it's not even my world in the first place. Like I'm True. doing my own thing anyway.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Way to be. So, Way
1: to I'm be. being devil's advocate, of course, but like I pretty much what I what I believe in general about art. So um yeah, interesting, right? Good good hot take. <laughs> hey, thanks man. <laughs> so
2: I took the flames gif away, but uh autograph, you're on cam now. Do you oh, care cool. to respond What's to up, that man? statement?
3: Hey. Um I don't know, it's like, you know, Sample whatever the fuck you want. If it sounds cool, you know, whatever. If you sample something and it becomes like really popular, you'll probably owe somebody money. True. At some point.
1: You're going to in trouble probably. Like someone, like, when, you do, yeah. when you do that for a whole album, like I mean, I don't know. I think you probably, you might have even done that on purpose because it's part of the, the part of your whole thing, yeah. you know. And that's all right. But you're gonna be you're gonna, you're gonna get like you're gonna get some vitriol from people because. But maybe you probably figured that might happen if you do that but anyway. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I think it's like, you know, whatever, it sounds cool, then it's like, just... I
2: mean, you know, it's a common topic when people are, are, you know, people also like to gripe about, oh, this vaporwave is lazy, and this vaporwave isn't lazy, right? Like, this is original compositions, Mm -hmm. and this guy just slowed and chopped a song, but at the end of the day, I mean, some of this stuff is pretty moving, is it not?
0: Yep, it is. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. for sure. Hey man, it's, it's not how I make music, but it's not how I would ever make music myself right but you know
3: yeah same. I don't know
1: same, I mean I know you same I mean look at all those yeah.
2: look at all that I, mean, I tried, in the back like, that, I that is one my... reason I brought that hot take up both of y'all are known for your original composition so I figured y'all would both have a unique you know take on it's it it's true
1: it's true yes it's yeah. It's an interesting thing to ask us because we mostly do a lot of original composition stuff
2: right Yeah. very true I mean I our opinion is hot. both like I don't know
1: <laughs> like we do yeah. original composition yeah. stuff but then yeah but anyway go ahead let's let's say hello to our friend right
2: now. Mm. I'm going to let you take the lead on the, on the biographical questions.
1: Oh, okay. Well, do we introduce our friend yet?
2: So autograph is a multi skilled multifaceted paragon of not only hardware, not only, uh, music, uh, but also visual, uh, art as well. Autograph, uh, creates immersive soundscapes in my opinion, uh, I think his sound font is his strength. Then again, this is all opinion. But but Aragraph has uh, been performing in um, mostly the Southern California area, but but in all over the general Americas um, in vaporwave and vapor-adjacent spheres. Um, also on the 100% Electronica lineup. And a um, former collaborator with, uh, I believe it was Adam Kane on the Mm -hmm. after dino after hour you remember that yeah (laughs) we talked about that briefly good friend um yeah we are very very happy to have you on the show carlos
3: yeah very excited to be here so chris yes (laughs) he's probably going to
2: want to know how you got into what you do okay and i'll ask all the crazy questions later
1: so yeah let's start there can i ask you when you really um when did you really first start connecting with music in general? Just like, what's what did you listen to growing up as a kid? Like, what was your first sort of thing that kind of made you really like music? Did you have a musical family,
3: yeah? You know? Um, well, not really. I mean, I guess I started like playing around with like piano um, when I was like really young. I was like six, which I like took piano classes and like really enjoyed it. Um, I have no memory of this cause like I was so young, but uh, my parents put me in classes or whatever and I just like started learning piano, um, but I think like the first memory of like really kind of like listening to music and being like, oh, this is like pretty fucking sick, you know, um, I was playing like, I think it was like Zelda Majora's Mask Very or something cool. on Nintendo 64. And I, like, I was, like, pretty young, but I remember, like, like, it peaked my 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 ear, you know? I was like, oh, the really? soundtrack on this is, like, really cool. Like, I really just liked listening to all the different sounds. Um, I think, what's his name? Koji Kondo. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did, like, the Super Mario. Uh, I think he does, like, a Renown bunch of the composer. Yeah, yeah, he's an amazing composer. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of, like, the first time I, like, was like listening to like you and it was like just in a video game but i was like oh man this is like
1: there's know. a lot of people who have who have actually said that on the show before that their first big That's experience cool. with like being moved by music was soundtracks for video games right like yeah I'm, I'm sure quip said something similar to that oh yeah uh, yeah yeah
2: that um, makes sense yeah
1: but a lot of people have said that actually some that are um who, who else has said that It'll come to me eventually, but we've had a lot of people who mentioned that before, it's and like I Honor's honestly probably had a. a I'm thinking video tech video. as well, but there yeah. was even somebody more recent than that that was saying the same thing, but I can't remember. Well, all you know, I never
2: resist or. an opportunity. I think it was Golden Living Room. Never resist. Oh, an Golden Living Room. That's right. Yeah, what oh, their yeah. favorite that's like cool. JRPG is or whatever.
3: Yeah, but yeah, that's like um, I guess probably my earliest memory of like listening to music, and like I remember I made my mom buy me the CD it was like really? a japanese cd i still have it um and i think she <laughs> i think she bought it on ebay or something
2: unreal that's cool yeah like,
3: that's interesting that's, and that's was my first, first cd that i really
1: That was your first
2: oh, cd yeah wow yeah do you have any uh, other
3: favorite video game osts you know i don't I, I didn't play too many video games growing up like i pretty much just had like a nintendo 64 right. and like love super mario 64 and like nice. obviously like donkey kong country was like yeah like dave what's his name david, david wise. wise
2: i almost said yeah. Ray wise but no it was david yeah guys. his
3: his work is incredible as well but really? um yeah like that's kind of like i guess like the first like introduction into like music and it's funny how it like because like i i definitely like you know listen to that and then like as I was growing up and my tastes changed or whatever, like I started um, listening to like Green Day and like Blink-182 and like watching like uh, MTV and like nice. use TV. And I was like, man, I want to be like a punk rocker and like play guitar and shit. And so I like, I ditched piano and ditched all like the classical stuff that I had, like, learned from my- Yeah,
1: I mean, that's kind of what the, that's sort of, like, the way this goes is, and first of all, I actually want to go back to the thing, it's very interesting that I, that you, that video games and the soundtrack for video games was a big influence on you because it, you know, when you play a video game, particularly at a young age, you're entering a whole world and, like, you're playing that video game for so long that that soundtrack becomes, like, even if you weren't really into music yet. Cause you're too young to really think about it as a as a concept as like as having taste in something you know sure, the fact yeah. that that soundtrack plays over and over again and over and over again as you're trying to you know particularly in, the, in an rpg where you're trying to solve quests like it gets burned into your mind right and yeah, if you're totally. somebody who's musically inclined and you don't realize it yet and that could be inclined as in you want to listen to a lot of music or you want to play music Video games are a really, a really big way why I can see that someone might get, you know, get fall in love with music. You know what I mean? If, like you're someone who already has it in you to fall in love with music, playing video games at a young age is going to make you aware of it because you're just surrounded by music the whole for, for hours as you play yeah. that game. It's like
3: know? a gateway drug yep. or something. It Absolutely. is,
1: yeah. But also yeah. interesting. So then you got into like punk hardcore stuff. I think that makes a lot of sense too. A lot of us did that because it was a form of rebellion. It's another way of like, also, it's yeah. like a way of like, you know, I can make music fast, I can make it quickly, and I can, like, make yeah. my statement fast. I can make it, and I can do it. Anybody can do it, right? It's that's very, very wave, too, right? You're like, oh, guys, okay, I can yeah. guitar, I need to play a few Ooh. chords, have some things to say, and then we can get some friends. So anyway, yeah. you were saying, so you started getting into punk and hardcore and such, yes?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and, like, um, I bought my first guitar when I was, like, 12, and, like, just started, like, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, like, play piano anymore, like, that's fucking lame, you know whatever am just gonna like <laughs> learn, learn guitar and like make loud obnoxious music um and then i did that like i played guitar um in different bands and shit so i was like probably like 18 um wild yeah and so i guess that you know it's not that many years like it's like from when I was like 13 to 18, but True. when you're that young, it feels like a lifetime of like
1: yeah, it's like all amazing. high school. It basically is a lifetime. High school, high school yeah. itself, high school in general is basically like one lifetime that we we live. You know what I yeah, mean? It's like a whole world of like it is. It's a whole world. It's like a very um, what's the words like in a very like you know, your four years in high school are extremely long in like the process, yeah. of, in like in like the spectrum of our life, right? like their whole like closed environment that you don't ever really repeat again once it's over. So yeah, it is a long time to just do that, yeah. and to just play punk, even though it's a sh- even though like, you know, duration-wise it is a very sure uh, like short period of time, but in in regards to the impact that that has on our life and if we waited all the periods of our life, you know, you know, you might not do anything for like fucking like 6 years of your life in your 40s or whatever, may all be the same and then those 4 yeah. years in high school are very impactful. So yeah, that's I would still consider that a long period of time. So anyway, you after eighteen, then what happened?
3: Well, after eighteen, so I I grew up in this town called Laredo, Texas, which is like yeah. what? on the border. Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: from Del Rio, homie. No way. No way. Hey, that's wild. Really? That's, yes. Whoa. Okay. Laredo. That's that's cool. All right. Yeah. Wow. Inspiring. All right.
3: Yeah. Damn, yeah. Small world too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kinda this always happens with music, you know, you like meet too people cool. and it's just like the pond gets smaller, you know, it's, <laughs> Unruh, I don't know, right. it's, it's really, it's really interesting. I can't believe you're from the um, Yeah, um, yeah, I guess when I was, like, 18, I moved to Austin, Sick. and, uh, yeah, that kind of, like, totally changed, like, I knew, I knew from when I was really young that I always wanted to pursue music, like, that was, like, that was, like, my first, and, like, it's still, like, kind of my only goal, like, I just want to, like, be a musician, and, like, play music and make sounds and stuff but when i moved to austin i started experimenting with like electronic music because there was like a pretty decent scene there and that's kind of how i got my footing into like learning about like synths stuff but um yeah we were talking about sampling earlier and like i tried just like going to record stores finding a bunch of like obscure records and like slowing them down and just like making records out of like complete records, just like pitching shit down. And it was always like really bad music. That's funny. So I was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can be a sampling person. I think I need to like play stuff again. Right, so that yeah, I was really of, bad
1: at sampling. I'm always bad at sampling. I'm like really sometimes.
3: bad at sampling. Well,
1: I can cool. definitely add a sample or two into my music, but it's really hard yeah. for me to make, like, a, something that sounds good with just the sample, I just I, I'm bad at it. I've tried it before, and, like, I, uh, I have to add something else to it, or else, like I don't know, man, it just sounds like shit. Like, people are much better at it than me, so I just leave it to them.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Guys, we got same. a huge backlog of questions. Are you all right with us? We going do. On? Well, they all want to know about the synthesizers. The first but, question like, wants to know what your favorite vintage synth is. Wait, wait
1: are we ready for that yet? I, I, well, can, I hate I think, to
2: cut you I, off, but there's like we're like eight questions deep, bro. What do you think? Like, I wanted I to get we
1: didn't we didn't even get into. Let me get through like two synths, of them. Yeah. Is that
2: cool? Can we get through like Fine. two? Yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I wanted, favorite I vintage I synth.
3: <laughs> favorite vintage synth. Yes. I mean, that's like. That's a really hard question for me to answer, but like, I really, I really do love my SH one hundred and one, which is what I use live. If I can, oh, I oh
1: yeah, I have the SH one hundred and one too. I love yeah, that boy. Let me Let's move this so that people can. Which one? See. You have? got the, the gray one with the uh, yeah. You the...
2: Can you point it out again? I'm sorry, I'm setting up the, yeah, yeah. the video capture on OBS. For for anyone that's tuning in via via podcasting, this man has like five, 10 or fifteen cents
3: oh my god he's and got they're it. all like Dude, hardware he's too he's got for.
2: like a mass of <laughs> cables here
3: yeah um thank you
2: for that I mean, sorry just got it in the uh the video yeah
3: no i love i love the 101 i think it's really cool and flexible and like that was like it wasn't my first analog synth but it was my first like mono bass synth and I just yeah. like learned how to use it really well. Um, it's a really easy one to learn
1: on too. You know what I mean? It's because like the sliders, it's very simple layout, so it's really easy Perfect. to learn the basics of how a synthesizer works using yeah. that one. Like I have that, I have the SH one hundred and one as well, and like it was yeah, it was really helpful before you start moving up to some more of the compl- more complicated uh, analog or like digital slash analog eighties synthesizers.
3: Yeah, totally. And, uh, and when you use it live, it's like. I mean, so it you, sounds fucking
1: huge. You fucking use strange. it live, and it stays, like, in tune for you and everything? You're not playing with yeah. the tuner or anything? It, like, stays? It doesn't, like, yeah, drift?
3: Like, wow. I've always been
1: exactly too paranoid, like, paranoid to bring that live. Bring any of the... Yeah. I, I'm always too paranoid to bring any synths live,
2: for the most part. Right. I, because, like, I right. I don't I know how worked, you guys but... do modular synths live. That's a nightmare to set up, I'm sure.
3: Well, you know, modular synths, like, people, like, there's so many opinions. Like, I'll get on Twitter and, like... I'll see a tweet like, oh, like blah blah modular synths, or like super fucking lame or whatever, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I get okay. it. Like it, like, it looks like super crazy, um, but it's not, it's not anything too complex. Like if you can just like if you can play the 101 and like learn how that works, like, like this. I think module those people on,
2: are just intimidated. So, All right, let me. Pan well, I have some opinions on
1: modular synth as well. In a moment.
2: Yeah, hey, well, yeah, like, yeah. While I have it zoomed out. Another question: Somebody just asked what all the synths on the rack were. I don't. I don't know if you want to name oh them God. all or.
3: Yeah. Um, okay. And I'm gonna get well, a good
2: shot of them all really quick for everybody. Okay. Me, uh, okay. They yeah, they are all visible now.
3: Okay, if you're zoomed in, I can start from the top. This is a this is an 808 clone drum machine. Okay. Sounds uh, really oh. good. Then over here we have the.
1: Korg Monopoly. Oh my god, that Korg Monopoly. Yeah, that's classic. my favorite. That's my favorite. Keith Rankin actually when he when I played a show with Giant Claw several, several years ago, like six mm-hmm. years ago, and he brought two monopolies with him when he played oh, it, actually. Man, that's
3: so fucking
1: cool. I don't think yeah, he does they, that. I don't think I don't think Keith does that either. anymore. But he did back then.
3: Yeah, they they sound amazing. Like they're great. Um and then this one's a Roland SH two, which Ooh, is very similar to 101 but this is a like late 70s rolling yeah. um and it's it has two oscillators whereas the 101 just has one oscillator mm-hmm. um this thing is like much fatter and really than the 101 it just sounds like pretty aggressive um and it can do like really like squelchy leads kind of like a moog but like it's like a oh, i love that yeah it's fuck. it's awesome oh man um then we got the 101 and my modular synth that has a few different synths in it. Then um, over here is the Prophet 10, oh, which nice. I'm actually borrowing from my friend Michael Stein. You lent, lent it to me for, for a little bit. Of
2: Survive, by chance?
3: Yeah. yeah, of Survive. Very cool. Yeah.
2: Those questions are definitely coming later. Anyways, proceed.
3: Huh. Cool. And Then I got a little TR-606 drum machine, um, and the 808 and 606 work like they're all like hooked up to clock on logic which is what I use mm. so if I just like type in the BPM they're like perfectly in sync so I can just
2: unreal like, yeah I That's can just cool. like catch
3: like drum patterns um, and then I don't know if you can see maybe I should like move this down a little Perfect. bit but I got a jupiter six right here man um, which is I, I mean either. that's probably my favorite
1: poly that's, synth. That's um that's a that's a really big big one to have. Wow.
3: Yeah, and then I have a Super JX, right here, uh, that's also a really great synth. And then at the very bottom I have a Insonic TS10 that I bought from George, because uh, he was selling it. Nice. And oh yeah. It was in his garage, and I was like, dude, Shout I'll buy that, George. First. Yeah. Um, and then I have a I have a few more. Like I have rack shit that's like on the sides over here that you can't see, but Very that's cool. all my digital stuff. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for you the tour, the real
2: quick. Hey, yeah, thank you, Chris. I I give you the floor, sir. Thank you for that. Oh,
1: do I have the floor? I mean, oh no, I I'm just I forgot what I was going to say now. All right, okay. so um, uh, okay, so then what happens again after we're done with um, maybe playing guitar so much? What makes you decide to move away from guitar and try something else?
3: Um. So it's it's kind of funny. Like I was just at at this bar in Austin with my friend. He was my roommate at the time, and we both got like pretty drunk. And he was like, he was like, "Yeah, man. Like we should like we should try to make some like Tycho sounding music, like some chill oh, wave." Very cool. But, Tycho you know, launched so
2: many careers. I swear to God, him and Com I love Tycho. Was,
1: yeah. Me too. Yeah, for sure. He said, like, why don't we try and do like something like Tycho?
3: Yeah, he was like, yeah, let's make something like Tycho. Um and uh i was we were both pretty drunk and i was like yeah dude that sounds fucking easy like yeah <laughs> that's fun yeah let's just fucking make a bunch of like chill you know instrumental tracks whatever no vocals yeah. mm-hmm, and then we like we like pirated ableton the next day wow. and we like tried to do it we were like hungover. Perfect. we were like this is the hardest fucking thing ever <laughs> you're like oh, oh my god you did to make so it free- to
2: stratford court huh
3: yeah no we
1: you're we, like oh my god there's so many frequencies to balance how the fuck do you like it isn't like just playing and recording on a four track
3: yeah it took us like a month to make like the worst song you've ever heard
1: <laughs> that's really funny yeah it is like it's deceptive because it's so like it's so breezy sounding the first time you hear it you know what yeah. i mean and you're like well i just like you just like right they just, just make press a button stuff. yeah the arpeggio happens all i gotta do is hold down a button like yeah it's just it's so open they're hitting hey, so many notes little, and then you're like oh my little god little... it's all in the subtleties it's all in the balance of the textures it's all in the spatial plane and you put the sounds in
3: well yeah and like, and like fuck, how do i do this <laughs> like yeah for me like i was trying to like use a bunch of like vst like nothing against vsts or anything like they're fuck, they're incredible but for me like i couldn't i couldn't replicate the sounds that i was hearing in like Aphex twin or like boards of canada shut up yeah.
2: um, boards of canada yeah. I can't, I can't, can't use VSTs,
1: I can't, I'm really bad with VSTs as well. I mostly use hardware for what, what I do also, and yeah. it's mostly also because, like, I don't know man, I use a laptop and the VSTs drain the fuck out of my, like, memory and I can't like, do anything. Like, I can put sure. up like, one instance of Serum and then like, that's it. And like, all of a sudden, like, my can't, I can't like, run my Ableton anymore. So, uh, I just record in with mostly synthesizers, also for my stuff. But I use a little bit of. So, you don't use any VSTs. You're just. You don't use any Um, soft synths, something like that.
3: I do use VSTs sometimes. Like, I'll use, like, Omnisphere or, like, you know, just software, like, compressors and stuff like that. Um, Okay.
1: So, yeah, you'll use, like, a little bit of something for texture. Like, you'll throw in. So, when I use VSTs or, like, let's let's be more specific, a VST soft synth. I sometimes use it because like, I can't actually make that sound with a synthesizer. Yeah. That's usually the only time I Uh, use
2: it. You got like an exclusive on the computer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's like a really like, if I like want to make like something that's like, like some kind of like really weird thing where I have to have like several different oscillators for it. And um, like, it's, it's just like a very specific sort of like weird, weird thing that I need to make. Like that's when I use serum. But uh, aside from that, oh yeah. I know I mostly use like, um, you know, don't add uh, my uh i don't uh use VSTs that much either. Right? Anyway, you were saying
3: yeah well no it's just like funny like the first time i got like the first time i got the sh101 and i like, started playing with it it started to click a little more i was like mm. oh the, this is this box makes the sounds that my ears mm. really draw mm. you know mm-hmm. um and now that i know how that works like if i use the rolling cloud sh101 i can dial it in it sounds fine. Uh. But for yeah. me, I think I needed to like learn. I needed to learn how this shit worked, so that yeah, I could same. make the sounds that I wanted to make. I guess
2: makes sense. I
1: have to. I have to get better at software since because I just that's I
3: trying. have to get better at all of that because it all looks terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you learn. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's it's always like I'm learning so much new shit every day too. It's like good man. You can never learn. You can never know. You know everything which is cool like it's, it's I don't know it's nice like that you can keep building and expanding on like what you already know you know yeah
1: you're, you're someone who really I think seems to like enjoy the process of learning the instrument itself the you know the device and then call it an instrument call it's call it a device you know the the being you know I mean you really seem to be very interested in the process of uh uh, uh of how the mute, the sound is going to be made you know what I mean like that seems to be yeah. a very big thing with you and that's why you like, I see you like getting very into like, you know, you, you offer it to a lot of people is adding that tape, you know, uh, the, the, the tape mastering with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like you have a lot of different things, not just synthesizers to add textures to your uh, to your work. So is that why you started getting into sense? Cause like you, you tried the software, it didn't really work for you, but then you, you decided I'm going to actually get the box itself and see if I can make the sounds that I want to hear from that.
2: Then you yeah. Just, thank you. you, you. That, that, that was one of Syllabus's questions
3: yeah exactly um and in austin there used to be i mean there this place still exists but there was um this synth kind of like store and um repair shop called switched on Uh, switched oh yeah yeah they're really cool and like they used to have this they probably still have it but like you could go in and track any synth on the floor for an entire hour for 30 bucks um and like i did that a few times and i was just like every time I would play like a hardware synth, it just it just clicked naturally for me to like play it and like feel it and like adjust the parameters. Like I knew how to like do that better than like using my mouse to like automate right. shit.
1: Yeah, and once again- find more ergonomic. You know, nothing against software synthesizers because that is the yeah, no way, way that people can access sounds and create music for a lot cheaper. And totally. if you have a small apartment or you don't have much space or you don't have a lot of, you don't have the money device synthesizer. This is like, this is what you do. And it's a wonderful thing that they're available for people to use, you know, I'm just yep. not very, I just wasn't very good at using them myself. And I, I'm trying to get better at it. That's the only reason. And same thing for you, you, you learned on this cause it just made more sense to you. Yeah, Fellas, exactly, two yeah,
2: people drinking. have just asked what you're drinking.
1: What oh, okay. are you drinking?
3: So... <laughs> My girlfriend made me a spicy margarita. Oh, that's a,
1: really sweet of her.
3: Spicy, yeah, and then I have a Pacifico Tallboy. Oh. There you oh. go. I, like well, p-. I already knew the your... answer
2: to that, but uh, too many people wanted to know.
1: So that's Very cool. sweet of your girlfriend to make that for you.
2: Yeah, uh, good for, taste. Your,
1: for the interview, she has good taste. Yeah. Um, so, oh my goodness, what was the next question I was going to ask you? Because, oh yeah, really quick question about synthesizers. I know you're working with a lot of vintage analog synthesizers over there. How do you feel about digital synthesizers? At what point are you not using? I mean, what, what do you what do you do you use any digital synthesizers? Let's start with that question first.
3: Yeah. Um. So, like, what you can't see mm-hmm. are these like racks I have on either side of my studio, I and see. they're all full of digital synths. Like, I really. I, I, well, I, which I one's I your favorite?
0: Them.
3: Good question. Probably the Korg Wave Station. Oh, oh, oh really? How did that, that name a time or
2: two. Yeah.
3: Wave station. Uh, it's great. And then another one that I really like is the. Well, I have it down here. Is the Roland JD 990. Oh yeah. Is, it's like the. I think it's like the JD 800 that has like all these crazy like sliders on it, and it, it's like super 90s. But like, it's this box is great. Like every um, patch sounds like video game music. Oh. Like it's,
2: I love. It's just 90s oh 90s. man I can I can only imagine like the hours that you could just lose just playing with all the different sounds
3: yeah crazy
1: yeah man it's crazy like there's some of these some of these like uh mid these like late 80s or mid 80s um, stations like the Roland JVs and so they have always like memory cards out there that you can buy mm-hmm. with the different types of yeah. sound and like people go crazy over trying to collect them all and uh, yeah, it's a whole expensive. thing it's a gigs expensive you gotta have man room for that shit. Well, also, it's just yeah. like it's sometimes like intimidating. You're like, man, I gotta like buy all these like, because you feel like if I don't have all these cards, like, am I missing something? Am I missing all the cool sounds? Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, so, oh, do you have a, a question? Do you have a D50 or D550? Yeah, We're all I have in D50?
3: D550 in my rack. D550 uh-huh.
1: D550. do you have the control, the little controller for it as well? No so I wish I had that. Oh but I finally like, got
3: some I got I got finally have
1: beat. something it doesn't have. <laughs> I've got the control i got that PG one thousand controller and P five fifty as well. Those that's are. what I actually that's my main synth that I use for a lot of yes. and lipstick music is that and that thing is crazy too because there's so it's many insane. parameters. Well there's yes. like so many parameters on it that they no longer use as parameters for digital synths because it's like one of the like the sort of like 1986 ones where they didn't really know exactly what people needed to uh you know needed to modulate and what they didn't need to modulate so yes. there's like there's like 60 different things to you can the parameters on that fucking thing that you can like yeah, play around and then, with and change it doesn't make any sense practically anymore by like modern ideas of modern modern, like,
3: yeah but it's like uh, um, yeah it's crazy like each I guess on the D550 it's like four sound stack. Yes, There's
1: four sounds Unreal. That, like, yeah. then there's like waveforms or a sample that you can choose yeah. for it
3: and like yeah
1: like I like I have the I have the control over that. I like fucked around with it. Like I actually That's don't cool. I you know I, I fuck around with that thing all the time and like it's like made like a lot of my music, a lot of my yeah. single, my yeah. music like real time lover in my songs like is like all on D550 pretty much and all the different ways of fucking around to make shit and yeah. um ah i cannot believe i have a piece of gear that you yeah.
2: just have top five stars
1: literally <laughs> the only reason i've been asked about that one i'm like i wonder if
0: you got the controller yeah <laughs> i wish i had a, look,
1: the controllers are like a thousand dollars i know i got really lucky right. i bought it several years ago yeah,
3: yeah that's like and 12. i got the s5s i got okay. this for a hundred bucks you know? Wow, that's a wow. great deal. Yeah, I'm like, the fucking controller is worth more than the, the synth, you
2: know?
1: <laughs> no, it's crazy, dude. Uh, um, all We right, got a so couple
2: Skelly-esque questions that if you don't mind, I'm going to go and catch us up on. A couple questions yeah, that were up. usually kind of up your alley. Somebody says, I heard Auregraph works in the industry down in SoCal. What do you do oh, as your day job? Oh,
1: yeah, I didn't, I was going to get yeah. to that question eventually. Yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why don't we just have him talk about it now, I guess.
3: Yeah, um, well right now I'm working on Stranger Things, which is a Netflix yep. show. Very cool. Have...
1: In case you guys aren't familiar with Stranger Things, yeah, yeah so right. make sure you, sure you guys watch all it. are. Yeah, our boy um, here is a—he's a,
3: the mix engineer, sound engineer. Yeah, sound engineer. So this... engineer. Yeah, score the—it's a score mix engineer. So I like score mix engineer. I take all the music that Michael and Kyle write for the show, and then I mix it and I deliver it to the stage. Then they drop it in. <laughs> And it's, it's great. It's, it's an awesome job. We've been that. working on it for the last eight months, which is a long time. <laughs> but yeah. Very
2: cool. Yeah. Somebody actually had, I guess, already knew the answer to that. And they said, I'd love to hear about the experience doing the Stranger Things scoring.
3: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's a really cool process. Like kind of what happens, we, we like link up with editorial and they give us like rough cuts of the episode and we'll like we'll get the episodes and we'll like we'll do like our internal review where we like we're like this is where we need to score something and we'll make these markers like in our logic session um and i'll make like the template give it to the guys and then they'll like go and do their thing um and then we'll we'll send it off to the duffers and like they'll check it out and uh sometimes they'll have like notes or feedback or whatever and then once it's approved we'll like we'll take all of that like the stems and stuff and we'll send it off um and we also will do like spotting sessions where we go to netflix in person we Mm. like sit with the whole music department and the sound department and we just talk about the sound and we like watch the entire episode and we like go through each minute basically like minute by minute like okay like here we need like an emotional piece of music or here we need something that's like really intense and like right very synth driven something you know? that
2: swells or something that like just
3: dis- jars yeah. yeah it's incredible i mean michael and kyle like are amazing at what they do and i think they've written probably like a thousand pieces of music this right this this season it's, it's uh, unreal.
2: Chris, do you remember when Survive was a thing and they were just like, they were kind of into like chill wave and chill wave adate adjacent, yeah. kind of witch house adjacent sphere? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, then there's Survive. And now they're like, yeah, <laughs> they make the Stranger yeah. Things soundtrack.
1: Crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So cool. let, let me ask you, how did you get into that world? <laughs> how did you get involved in that? Well,
3: I met Michael... Out here in LA. Um, and I think this was like in between seasons two and three. Uh, right. And they were just about to start working on this like national graphic show. Um, and I like was helping him move since into his new studio. So I was just like helping him out, you know, wherever he needed help. And then he hit me up and he was like, hey man, like we need, you know, an assistant to help us with like the day to day stuff. Um, would you be interested in helping us out? And I was like, Yeah, of course! Like I would, I would love to do that. Um, right. And yeah, I got to quit my full time job and just yes. help them out, which we amazing. Amazing. love to see
2: vapor homies quitting the nine to five.
3: Love it. Yeah. It was so it was, cool. It was a dream, like, and I'm still helping them out, which is it's awesome. We had a amazing. couple people in amazing. chat.
2: Patch Notes wants to know if you went to school for that, and Ognos wants to know what you did
3: before that those are good questions um i went to school for film uh at ut austin so i just like yeah i was like doing like kind of more like documentary stuff but when i was at the school i was like always offering like composing services to like my peers like i was like hey if you need music you know like that's kind of what i want to do um but there was not really like a there wasn't really like a course for that or like a you know, a major that was like composing related. Interesting. Yeah. So I did I did the film route because I was like, well I'm I'm still interested in like how movies are made and shit. Um so I didn't go to like music school or anything. Um but yeah, after after I finished school I moved to LA, which was like twenty fifteen, I think. Oh, and I true. worked yeah, I worked at this, uh, like a film advertising company that made movie trailers, mm-hmm. um, and I moved into the music department, just like making what's called like a cue sheet, which is basically just like you send it to the client, like let's say the client's Netflix, gotcha. um, and you get this sheet that basically says like, these are all the pieces of music being used in this trailer, You're gonna you're gonna need to pay these people for the music. Ah you know so i was doing that for like a year and a half the uh,
2: samples that they used gotcha
3: exactly yeah very cool yeah yeah it was cool uh got a couple other cool
2: questions uh one person asked what is the autograph world like what inspires the project visually sonically etc
3: oh that's a good question another person
2: asked you
1: you have a strong visual component to your work as well yeah well
2: you have faces in all of your album covers i swear so i wanted to kind of know about that too but uh the broader question is probably a little better
3: i'm glad somebody noticed because yeah that's kind of like become like a joke within like just for me i'm like humoring myself where i'm like let's see how many records i can get away with putting like this model, 3D model of, like, a Uh, 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 face. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Um, But I I find those, like, 3D models kind of interesting just because they look so, like, human, but also, like, abstract and, like, not really human, which I think kind of, like... Right. Very, like,
2: suspended disbelief, uncanny valley type shit. Uncanny
3: valley stuff, yeah. 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 And that's kind of, like, that's kind of what WarGraph... The sound to me is like it's mm. synthesizer music made from the perspective of like someone who used to be in a band so it's like kind of has like a band feeling to it but it's yeah like, still it like otherworldly sci-fi video Very game music so. you know um, yeah but yeah that's i guess it's kind of like linked in that sense um I yeah, wouldn't... forgetting the other Apparently question.
2: Apparently, Lux asked that question. Thank you, Lux. Always good questions from the yeah. Queen. The other question was somebody wanted to know, sorry, I don't remember who it was that asked, who is your biggest inspiration?
3: Ooh, that's a, a tough question. I don't know if it's like a person or like an artist. Um, it's probably more like situation based or it's, like. That's actually
2: a really cool answer
3: interesting answer go go, go, elaborate like
2: like emotions or like places
3: yeah or like like color palettes or like gradients or even like you don't
2: don't have chromesthesia do you
3: i don't think so but i do think that like there's a link between like music and like colors or art absolutely um And it's funny because like in vaporwave, I feel like the, you know, it pretty much in every genre, like album art, you know, in some genres more than others, like album art, is, like uh, scene is like very important or mm-hmm. it's just seen as like, you know, we're trying to like sell a product and maybe right. it's not like That's
2: packaging. Crazy. That's it.
3: Yeah. But I think in vaporwave, like there's like a cool connection between the two and like and a lot of artists records like i'll see the art and i'm like yeah that's like that sounds like what you know in my opinion the music sounds like or something so i think i'm kind of like i love that you're like yeah, creating songs by...
2: for images exactly or, or pairing yeah. them perhaps do you do you yeah. typically because you make your own album artwork correct mm-hmm. yeah, yeah do you, do you typically create the album yeah. artwork first or the songs first or do you do it kind of in the middle
3: yeah. Um, I think the art comes in between making the music
2: too. cool. But
3: yeah, sometimes I'll like whenever I'm like making a record or something, I'll like start out with like a bunch of songs, like maybe like <laughs> 20, 30 songs. And then I start narrowing it down and I'm like, okay, nice. like now this is feeling like a certain flow uh, and a certain like aesthetic and then I'll like make the art and then the art influences the rest of the tracks, you know?
2: Right. Oh, I love that.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it kind of plays off each other, I guess.
2: Well, we got a couple other uh, questions in the chat. Oh, well, go Can ahead, Chris. Ask a question. Go ahead. How please. did you
1: get into the digital design work?
3: How did you get into that? Well, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like when like I guess kind of like within the DIY scene I was kind of always making like flyers and stuff. Oh,
1: okay. So you were already cool.
3: Yeah, I think Usually oriented
1: the first place.
3: Right, yeah. And even when I was like really young, I was like I was always like carrying a sketchbook around and like would just draw random stuff. So I think that kind of like I don't know. At some point I was like, well, You know anybody can become a visual artist if you just like do it enough times it's like kind of like putting in your ten thousand hours or something right Um, yeah but yeah i just like i was like well i think i at this point i can like make album art work that i'm like satisfied with and also i don't have to like pay anybody (laughs) you know there you go (laughs) you like save a little bit like save a couple hundred bucks on that so Mm -hmm. yeah it kind of came out of a necessity but i will trades Yeah, it's not a bad thing to learn for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So,
2: be careful. Wants to know some specifics. He wants to know if you work in regular stereo or surround sound five point one with five to eight studio monitors. Uh, just stereo. Stereo. Usually. Sorry. Go ahead. Usually,
3: yeah. No, I was gonna say usually I just use these
2: yo um, can you uh can you tell us the brand and model yeah audio files well, out there
3: audio technicas i don't know what model they are but they're like the really cheap ones they're like 60 bucks
2: very cool oh. yeah i think those were recommended to me by in Rail, actually and will wade
3: yeah mine are like falling apart but uh my downstairs neighbors are kind of assholes so i like Damn. Been I the- i don't have luxury of like listening on like monitors like super loud Aww. anymore Uh, unfortunately, but this works fine. Hey, man.
2: I mean, I'm sure you give it the car test afterwards.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Simple Syrup also had a a little bit of a technical question. Uh, Simple Syrup says, what color gradient is the autograph discography?
3: It's like, I think it's mostly blue. Like blue with a little bit of lavender or
2: something. Your music is very chrome to me.
3: Yeah, it does have that no, as I'll well. Take... The, um, the artist himself. Yeah, well, I'm just like looking, I'm trying to go on Spotify and like, look at the actual album artworks. And I think like most of them are have like a shade of blue, which I should probably change <laughs> for the next release. Um, hey, but nothing I like
2: wrong with sticking to a good brand.
3: Yeah, I mean, my hair's blue, so... There you like, go. Yeah.
2: Uh, we have a, uh, a good question from Soft Replica, a good friend of the show. As someone who has a varied sound that ranges lots of different influences, how do you feel about the Vaporwave tag specifically? Is it constraining sometimes?
3: Um, That's a really good question. I don't think so. That's I feel like Vaporwave is very, like, we were kind of touching touching on this a little earlier, but it's kind of yeah. like a modern day, like punk, you yep. know? Right, right. Where, the
2: doctor says it all the time.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's so many different types of vaporwave that it's like, you can kind of make, I mean, I make instrumental electronic music, mm-hmm. um, but you can incorporate vocals of vaporwave. You can have like, albums that are completely sample based you can have albums that sound super 80s
2: super
3: 90s or even like a whole new future futuristic type of thing yeah have so much
1: the freedom of it you know what i mean absolutely yeah
3: um there are no rules i think it's like pretty pretty freeing if anything
1: yeah i agree um I agree with that. I, I agree with the idea of it being freeing. I agree with the idea of it's like, well, you know, almost like, yeah, it's it, punk in the, in its uh, idea of like, sure of, of its idea of like, well, there's not particularly an exact way to do it. You know, you can do it any way you want. And also it's punk in the fact that it's like a networked DIY community. You know what I mean? In the same True. way yes. punk hardcore is, it's a networked DIY community of people across the world, right? That has that have labels, art, music, fashion, uh, venues, etc., etc., other forms of media, and that's kind of like right. the whole whole thing, right? Just a yeah. digital version, it's just a digital era version of that.
3: Well, yeah, now well said. you know, you have so many like in real life events that are happening mm-hmm. with something that started like on the internet, which is cool. Yeah. It's much bigger than just an internet genre,
2: which yep. It's cool. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It has escaped its confines.
3: Yeah.
1: It has moved from genre to paradigm.
2: <laughs> That's when, you know, yeah. it's here to stay. Sure. A yes. yeah. uh, very good question in the chat. I will hope y'all will forgive me. Don't recall who asked the question. I think it was syllabus. What are your plans for your future? Do you have any specific goals for your art, music, or career?
3: Mm. That's a good question. I don't. That's know like
1: any. these are very good questions, by the way. Everyone's asking. Yeah, I feel are, like this is like this is like the the fifth time actors have been like, "This is a good question." That's why and I don't like. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it is a good. Like, these are, the are really bringing good questions for this the one. show. Yeah, I don't even have to ask the question. Too many questions right. this episode. Shout because out everybody Chet. keeps doing ones that I would do. Everybody pat
2: and... yourself on the shoulder.
1: Wow. All right. Think about that question. I am going to get an anvil, but I'll be right back. Okay, guys? Cool, oh, cool. yeah.
3: I'm trying to think of, like, future... I mean, I have a record that's going to come out in a month or two. So
2: Awesome.
3: That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. just went
2: to Deus. Is that how you pronounce it? Deus? Yeah. 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 Congratulations, homie
3: thanks yeah i'm pretty excited um we're gonna do a record together i think it's coming out in july so like that's (laughs) definitely in the future but like awesome i don't don't have any like concrete plans i want to make more music you know um i love it so yeah just see what i have a lot of ideas for different themes of like records so i kind of want to just see what see what will work um the next one but i think i have a Hell good yeah. idea. yeah
2: simple syrup actually just popped up a good one that i just i kind of want to strike while the iron is hot do you make any other music outside of the orograph project
3: um yeah my girlfriend and i have a band together
2: that's too cool are you comfortable yeah. name dropping or possibly even linking in the chat if you're able
3: Sure. yeah i'm not in the chat but um... good.
2: lux will find it in about 10 seconds
3: Awesome, yeah, so we had a project, so we're probably going to change the name um, of it, but we had a project called Boy Like with Boy no like. spaces, yeah, and we had a song called Sleeping In it's like a single we put out, but, um, gotcha, I don't know, I think we're going to kind of like rethink the sound, I mean, it's kind of like bedroom pop and fun music, that's the yeah. perfect kind of music to do with your partner bedroom pop. yeah it's awesome um and she has an amazing voice so yeah awesome. i think we're gonna lux like found
2: it thank you lux
1: wow awesome. she's quick on
3: the amazing draw.
2: that's that's carlos's side project a yeah, bedroom pop project part. with his partner
3: yeah so um yeah i think we're gonna cut a record sometime this year i see love what, it see what happens but those are the only two that i have going on at the moment
2: the, um, question that was posed by in Rail, I think, is a good one, and he wants to know, do you have any recommendations for remote audio jobs? Forgive any me if recommend? that was not in InRail. Oh. It was. Well,
3: I think a good place to look, I don't know if any, like, off the top of my head, but, um, kind of in the off-seasons, when I'm not doing, like, Stranger Things work, I, like work for a lot of podcasts just like okay. editing their dialogue like cleaning up stuff which is like really easy to do um so I would look for that kind of work because editing so- like yeah, just, there's so many
2: dialogue like you just if somebody like mumbles something you'll find a way to make it more like easier to hear
3: kind of or I mean for me it was mostly just like cutting out certain things Like of course like if they're like-
2: would know all about this
3: yeah, like, if it's, like, pre-recorded and they're like, oh, I, like, just, I fucked up. Let's do that take yeah. again. Oh, take the and then
2: you just kind of insert it. Gotcha.
3: I just, like, clean it up and make sure it, like... I'm sure there's way up. more to it. Yeah. Um, but that's that's pretty decent work. Um, and then you can do mixing, mixing and mastering. That's a whole other... That's That takes a lot more time, but I think you can get paid better doing that if you can learn to trade um but yeah once you like once you do that a little bit you kind of like start figuring out your process and like learning um you work on someone's record then like they'll recommend you to their friends and then you'll get work them and like it's just like a web you know
2: yeah it's just like i mean my day job is sales you you get your your clientele and you do yeah. right by people and then they refer you to, well, yeah, your, your clients send their friends to see you.
3: Yeah. 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 Cool.
2: Chris, did you ever, did you have any other cool questions for our Me?
1: Our Are we ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Always. I'm going to grab another um, drink
2: and cede the floor to you, sir.
1: Yeah, always. Absolutely. Okay, so... You started making music with the synthesizers. When did you actually, when did it turn into your current project now though? When did it start turning into actually orograph? Like when did you decide, okay, this is going to be me, this is going to be my sound. You know, I started off trying to kind of make a Tycho sort of band with my friend. And when did it just turn into something that became kind of a more personal thing for you?
3: That's a good question. So I had, I had a band in Austin where it was just me and my friend and he was a drummer and i was like still playing guitar like doing live looping with yeah. like synths and stuff yeah um and i moved to la and i think he mu- he must have moved probably like 6 months after so we kind of continued that project for a little while and this was like 2016 um yeah. and then he ended up leaving la not too long after he moved um and i was like well I think I'm just gonna go solo because Uh. I think it will be easier, I don't have to like rely on anybody, I can just make music on my own. Which is a different experience, like I think there are pros and cons to working with other individuals. I think it's like a really good healthy thing to like have input on your music, you know? Absolutely. Um, But yeah, at that point I was like, I'm just gonna try to make music on my own and Orograph kind of came about in like 2018. Um, I think that was like the first year I put out a single and I didn't release an album till 2020 just cause I didn't, I didn't know what to do with the album. <laughs> like I had finished the record and I was like, well, see what happens. And I ended up releasing it on Katz's Corpse label. Oh yeah, Hyreth, out. I saw
2: that, yeah. 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 Opacity oh, uh, Field was released there.
3: Yeah.
1: You just sent yeah. it to them? Is that how it worked
3: or what? Yeah, I sent it to Yornt and he was like, yeah, man, this is sick. Like, let's do... What a homie.
1: That's so cool, man.
3: Yeah. Um, so wait a second. Yeah. So you knew about Vaporwave at this point then? Yeah, I'd known about Vaporwave uh, for a while. Yeah, let's I think, hear
2: your Vapor like, journey. Give us the whole story.
3: Sure. I think I think the first time I came across Vaporwave was like on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I can definitely remember like stumbling across different Bandcamp pages and like listening to like albums. And I was like, "Well, this is like really interesting." Like, I listened to um, like News at Eleven. You know, that huh. was like the yeah, one nice. That I,
2: uh, so, Cat like, System Corp was one of your first exposures that you really like remembered.
3: Yeah, him and obviously Luxury Elite. I listened to like um, Hell
2: yeah, the Queen.
3: Yeah, world class was amazing, right. and uh, Windows ninety six. I listened to Pale Meditations. Oh, Interesting. yeah. Uh, and I remember listening to him on Spotify when he had like three monthly listeners mm-hmm. a long wow. time ago. Like, and, yeah. And Vaporwave, You're an early adopter. Like, yeah, it was. It was like pretty early on, um, and then there was this playlist that I'm trying to. I know it's still on Spotify somewhere. Um, let me find it yeah link us up let's see playlists see all vaporwave by after eating after
2: and eating a, that is a very that's a
3: deep cut i
2: got a couple After yeah, they eating have tracks.
3: they have like a diet pepsi uh logo and i i guess i yeah 18 carat affair is like the first Same. track on them. yeah um big fan of dennis's work yeah and that's kind of that i mean i listened to vaporwave like just on the internet for a while and then it was kind of happenstance that i released on cat system corpse label um because i was just like sending the record to a bunch of people and like he was one of the only people who got back to me it was like wow. yeah man like let's put, unreal let's put your record out and um and then i fell back into vaporwave after that because like I wasn't trying to make, like, a Vaporwave project. I was just making synth music. Funny yeah. how
2: that works. Mm-hmm. The scene is just too friendly and supportive
3: sometimes. Yeah. Can't can't ignore it.
2: If you could go back yeah. in time to any point of your life and give your past self any advice, what would the advice be? I think you'd be careful for that question.
3: Uh... I guess just to like have fun, which I feel like I've been doing, right. um, but sometimes it's easy to like get sidetracked and like uh, get very like hard on myself when it comes to like art and stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. like the whole point of it They're is You're always our have... own worst critic. Yeah, and the whole point is just to have a good time and like meet friends, you know, play shows and like, I don't know, just right. turn- have a fun experience with
2: it i watch um, uh skelly's stories of course and uh he seems like he has a pretty good time always posting his work in progress i'm sure that yeah, resonates just, with I, you as well
1: i mean i'm just totally. i'm just like a, I'm, I'm a crazy person who knows what goes on, on my instagram stories <laughs> yeah it's, i, post my work I, I on enjoy it.
2: watching them it's he clearly has knows how to have a good time
1: I'm insane. <laughs> There's no code to my Instagram stories. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're that. Sometimes they're just like pictures of houses. I don't even know.
2: Yeah. My rants are the favorite ones.
1: Oh yeah, sometimes that happens. That's like yeah. My Instagram stories are like a, a peek into my like manic mind. Uh, anyway. <laughs>
2: Another question from the chat. Uh, I think this was Soft Replica. How was it getting signed and working with 100% Electronica, and how does it feel to be moving on for the next project at least?
3: Cool. Um, Yeah, it was great. I love working with George and Lindsay and Adam. Um, That was like a really fun record to put out, and I'm still working with 100% Electronica on things like VR videos and stuff. Sick. Uh, Is there anything this man doesn't do? <laughs> I like I like doing multiple different things, which is fun. uh But it yeah, moving on. You know, Deus. I'm excited. I'm I'm always excited. You know, I want to like work so many different labels, because uh, sure. that's just like the DIY in me is like.
1: Yeah, know, that's the thing, right? The ethos, I feel that man. too. Yeah, I feel that too. Yeah.
3: Just like I wanna, yeah, I wanna release on every label that I like. There you go. It's hard to pick. Sounds one. like It sounds
1: like a Fire Tools move. True. Yeah. My, my Mindspring Memories. Moves. It's like on like every like label. It's like Mindspring Memories album
0: on it now.
3: Yeah, that's my dream. Like.
1: So. Um, very interesting. So. What was, I was gonna ask a question. So uh, I don't know. I can't. Is there any questions in the chat right yes. now? Yes.
2: While you think of right your now. question. Um somebody said do you struggle with creative block/burnout? If so Oh yeah that reminds to me. Slash work through, Now you my get question. Yeah, what do you That's
3: do for that? That's a good question. Um yeah, for sure. I think everybody every artist does, you know. Um for me, it always comes after I like finish a record, I'm trying to like immediately start a new record that has like a different uh tone or like theme and i like have to try to find what the record's gonna be and that process is always like kind of like demeaning because i feel like i like try so many different things and i'm like um oh, it's just like, not clicking and like every time i'm like i think i forgot how to make music or something you know right so make now. a bunch oh man I'm this like, is not- the one yeah, yeah. Feel like the river has
2: so finally run dry
3: yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, fuck. I don't. Spoiler alert. It it's just not, not clicking. But then, at some point, it's like, you know, a lot of this shit that we do is just like repetition. You just got to keep, keep doing it and keep creating, and eventually you'll find, you know, your sound or whatever your voice. I don't
2: know if you guys are the same way, but I can I can say I'm just a DJ man. But but I live with an artist, and um, you know, the both of us seem to have be given to just spurts. Of manic inspiration, and then sometimes Mm -hmm. a bit of a dry spell afterwards Mm -hmm. happens. You know, you can't force it. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. you put
3: all your energy into like one project, and then at the end of the project, it's just like, I think it's natural to like, your mind and body is like, yo, let's like, just take a little break, you know, take like a week off,
2: and then get a fresh perspective. Yeah. Chris, for sure. uh, a question that you had.
1: Yeah, so I actually, yeah, I wanted to ask you how you start your writing process, actually. like, we, question. You know, you have all these synthesizers in the back. Do you pick one and say, all right, I'm going to start with this guy. Let me do a melody. Like, how does this work for you? Particularly someone like you who is a very hardware-based person. So, like, yeah, how does this start
3: oh, it's for
2: you? Be so fun.
3: So it always starts with, like, picking a tempo, which is, mm-hmm. like, pretty much consistently based on like my mood at the time oh, like, if okay. I'm, like if I'm pretty drunk and like wanting to have fun I'll like make like try to make like a house beat you know something like up tempo 100 110 yeah. 120 BPM or if I'm like stoned or just sober or whatever I'll try to make something that's like 70, 80, 90 oh, BPM wow. all over the place um, interesting you I,
1: start with the BPM yeah
3: yeah just... once I kind of like find, like, my, like, where my headspace is at, and like, click, sense, like a yeah. click track, I'm like, then I'll get, like, the drums inked to the clock or whatever, and I'll start just, like, punching in patterns, and usually it starts with, like, a drum beat. I feel like Orograph's pretty, like, drum-centered, like, it's kind of, like, always has, like, a four to the floor, or, like, there's, like, a drum beat to it, because it's, like, that's just, like, what I program, um, right off the bat, but once I have, like, a beat, I'll be like, okay, look, let me fuck around with playing some chords, and then I'll just, I'll sit here uh, in front of the computer, and I have this, I have this synth in this desk right here, and I'll just like, nice, just start fucking around until I find something that I'm like, oh. So that you
1: play it on? Wait, so you have a specific synth here that you write the stuff on first?
3: Yeah. Well, under my desk, I have this K five thousand Hawaii mm-hmm. synth, um, and I don't. Like it's just like a I mean, it has sounds in it and it sounds really cool. But
1: You're using it to like MIDI. The workhorse.
3: Yeah, like I'll like it has like um like the MIDI's going into logic, so I can send the MIDI anywhere in the room. So I, I got it.
1: So you, you have MIDI. it all wired up. So wait, so are all your synths back there linked up to the MIDI? And so you can just yeah. pick which one you want to go to?
3: Clean. Yeah, Man. they're all they're all, all of them? Yeah. Right? All of them. Man. All those Tire analog synths clean your shit yeah.
2: up.
1: You got them all linked up. You don't even need to move them off that rack and you, you have to it all it you time. motherfucker. That is yeah. so God damn it. I have to like do so much work to like move my synths <laughs> all around my fucking room yeah. every time I need to do anything. <laughs> and like I like tried so hard to like make this process easier and like you got all those guys, even with like their different like pin outputs that are like an SH one oh you can play yeah. your SH one hundred and one from here. Yeah. So, like, motherfucker, God <laughs> damn it, you know what you're doing.
2: Jesus <laughs> like I got, Christ. He, he's so damn like. Oh humble. my God. Right, I let's, wish. let's zoom out real quick. All right. Hey, okay. Cool. You no, that? you're good. Yeah. All right. I think well, I got what are you the frame.
3: So I have this uh this like MIDI module Fuck. that's okay. like a rack module. Um, okay. And the MIDI is coming from Logic. And then it goes. Into here and converts the MIDI to CV gate, which is what the one hundred one. Yeah, has. that's what I
1: was about to say. All your CV gate yeah. stuff, like because you have a lot of like old synthesizers. So can you imagine when something isn't going
2: right and he has to like follow the chain and figure out what parts? Yeah, yeah right. Open. What all right, so go on. a damn I can, nightmare.
1: Continue. Wait, I, I, I continue. Sorry. <laughs> so, so <laughs> no, what yeah, is yeah. this device and how
2: do I get it? So how okay, this it? one's
3: this one's called. You heard it on Hot Takes. Like, uh, yarns. A yarn. Mutu- yarns like like yarn like cat. String like Yarn. Yarn. <laughs> yeah. I August, I
1: have MIDI interfaces. It's just like I don't have enough to accompany all my fucking like every fuck like fifteen fucking synthesizers. But yeah, I have like a MIDI interface, obviously oh, oh, I do knows. that. But like I can only have like can only do like two or two at a time or something like that. And I definitely don't have the cv gate shit that like i've never gone around to like stuff to change my cv gate stuff before so um like i am aware like i don't need to like just grab a you're sit. gonna like, end I have up some, liner notes uh, of the next have scale some knowledge here i do have like that <laughs> but um but like i don't have this thing where there's like 15 synthesizers that are all like put into one module and he has to play one motherfucking MIDI synth underneath his yeah. desk keyboard and be like do 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 hey, yes i'll send that to the jupiter and and, bought like, a the mixer fuck? Fuck?
2: just for fun before terminally chill after uh, the the yes i do plan. need bigger just, in case, mixer. just do that again <laughs> do. all right so
1: go yeah. back i got that's a yarn what's it called yarn <laughs> called like a, a
3: spool yarn. of yarn oh,
2: yarn all right okay yeah but yarns
3: oh, yarn. like uh like plural yarn okay,
1: yarns all right yeah okay, see cool. lux has already put the link hey, up this brings for me. me to a really
2: great <laughs> question that nathan asked And uh, in rail says are there any dreams that lux. you
3: wish you had oh yeah i wish i had a jupiter oh, my God. 8 i can
2: hear her howling in the background <laughs>
1: She's cracking up. I can't believe she, she already had it up. Thank you. She's
2: amazing. Any
1: dream hey, sense you wish. So Jupiter Eight, yeah. Jupiter Eight. Wow,
3: yeah. Profit VS is another one. Oh yeah, for one. sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I want them all. It's like fucking Pokemon. Something, you know.
1: Wow. So what You're are you? To... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What interface are you using to bring all the synthesizers? Are they all plugged into a big mixer right now so you can play them all back and record them as well?
3: Yeah, the mixer is on, is what my laptop is sitting on. So like, oh, okay. DJ, what like kind perks. of mixer do
1: you have? What is this mixer? Which mixer do you Bruh, use?
3: Bruh. <laughs> this
2: no, man I is on another level. I'm
1: trying to like, oh, wow. All right, gotcha. gotcha. Bro, Bro gotcha. don't ever 32.
2: move out of that apartment. 32. It's going to be yep. such a nightmare. Oh, no, man,
1: because I like keep, I need I, to know all this because I my life is so difficult when I write music sometimes.
3: Oh, all right, 30. Mac. All right, got thirty-two it. eight. Oh, that's thirty-two. Thirty-two channels. Just
2: send your equipment list to you, Skelly after the show.
1: Mm, okay, this is. I'm just trying to like make my life Dude, easier.
3: They're cheap <laughs> and they have like the coolest preamps. Like people would use these preamps. They dr- they overdrive them to make yeah. like gather music. Like they'll send really. Them, to make yeah, Gabber
2: nice, where yeah. it's like it's just a big chunky rectangle of a song.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is what they look like. Oh
1: wow! All right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna totally don't get it from
2: guitar, guitar Center. They inevitably don't out. have it. Maybe a floor model, and it's like twice the price that it yeah, should be. Yeah,
3: it's like it's been like yeah, it's been hey, can stepped we take all a over. quick Break. Yes. i was gonna okay. Just gonna run to the restroom.
1: All right, that's cool. You take a break. Awesome. Go go
3: for it. I'll yeah, do.
2: Oh, thanks, Carlos. But well, now I'm skeleton lipstick and you're Aurograph, just so you know. <clears throat> oh, all um right. I guess now would be an opportune time to just once again, unless you have anything special or specific to say, just thank everybody for being here, for tuning in. Thank you. Hot takes wouldn't be what it is without you guys, our regulars in, in first time chats, chat viewers, thank you for tuning in. Um thank you for all the new subs tonight. Uh, thanks for keeping me honest as far as like levels and audio quality. Um, and and for anybody that's donated to the PayPal, I don't have, uh, I haven't figured out. I've been working with DiscoHolic. Shout out DiscoHolic to figure out.
1: Shout out DiscoHolic. Uh,
2: shout out Disco to figure out how to how to, uh, link the uh, the donations. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta understand this is a DIY outfit, so we got that. We're working on that, but but to anybody that feels so led to donate, uh, I'll go ahead and drop the link again. Completely optional, uh, but very, very much appreciated. This uh, this mic boom, I got this because of you guys. Thank you again for for your help. Uh, you already know we keep it in house. We always hire our friends. We've commissioned DS dudes, Sega Octopus, PJ Rourke, uh, Rene Eparita, um, a couple other people whose names are escaping me at the moment. Um, we commission our friends your friends in the scene for visual artwork promo spots ads um, and um, sorry you didn't like the perturbator track soft replica but um, anyways thank you guys in advance if you feel so led to donate if you don't put it put it on twitter put it on facebook put it on insta uh, that's Whoa. free <clears throat> oh there we go he's back. back thanks uh, thanks for letting me run that monologue skelly um, some fun ones, man. Uh, In Rail asked a little while back, "What are
3: some of your favorite video games?" Um, Super Smash Brothers is hey. up there for sure. Um, lately I've been playing Mario Party with my friends on the. What is it? What's the new Nintendo? Nintendo S- Switch? Switch.
2: Well, there's the newer Switch with the OLED screen, but I mean, same yeah,
3: thing. we've been we we just yeah we'll play um play mario party which is really really fun but i'm kind of disappointed that you can't play mario party with your friends online because i was like oh fuck i'll go buy a witch right now like that sounds oh yeah you know just have all your friends play mario party but i guess you can't do that and i was like man
2: i remember when the first mario party came out do you
3: yeah yeah for sure it was it was oh my
2: god do you remember like making your like palm of your hand raw with the yeah. Uh, you're supposed you're to use your, your thumb, right? But you yeah. just cheat,
3: and you just you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Also played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That shit Very was cool. fun. A-, a lot of music in that too. That I was like, like, oh shit, Rage Against the Machine. Like, nice. This is pretty, this is pretty. Power Man, nine thousand or whatever. Right. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this is pretty punk. Yeah, punk. You know, what I thought was punk, but
2: right oh yeah don't get don't get the, the good doctor started on what real punk no is. when we're
1: young we don't really know you know what i mean like we True. don't really yeah. get it. we had a we really fun chat
2: yet. with dan about emo and like classic emo versus midwest emo you know like whole... american football yeah yeah very very yeah. enjoyable time talking midwest emo with dan mason last uh last episode good old good old awesome. Dan.
0: Yeah.
2: um we um, got some other fun ones that are from way way earlier in the episode um Soft Replica wanted to know, since you referenced a lot of 16 and 32 and 64-bit era games, Aquatic Ambience or Dire Dire
3: Docks? (laughs) Huh. Uh, damn. That's pretty tough. I would say Aquatic Ambience. Aquatic Ambience. But Dire Dire Docks is like, I mean...
2: It's up there, right? That that electric (laughs) piano sound is...
3: Yeah, DX7. Classic.
2: See, he even knows what it's called. Me, <laughs> yeah, I have four of them, four DX sevens. You have
1: four DX sevens?
2: Yeah, they're I mean, in
3: like a, they're in a rack
2: mount. He, he has like one in a box in case someone steals. He's like in a cartoon right. Someone steals have, one of them, wait, and he just wait, pulls you, another one out.
3: What do you do with four DX sevens?
1: Are they playing so, play them all at once? Yeah, this,
3: this box that I have is the TX eight one six, and each module is a DX seven. Oh, you can have up to eight of them. But what? basically, what you do, what's really fucking cool, is you set each one to the same patch, yeah. and then you detune them slightly. So oh, it so makes you get like a really wide points. sound. Yeah, it yeah, makes, like, that's the chorus. That was like one of—I remember when I first started
1: playing around with synthesizers. Like that was like one of the first like really big aha moments I had with um, was like. Oh, take my oscillators and like detune them both a little bit <laughs> one of them to the left one another like oh, okay. oh, like it's that big sound. That I remember really being awesome. like, wow, um, synthesizers are amazing and like I just learned some kind of crazy hack now so I can't yeah. even imagine doing that with all those DX7s. That must be amazing.
3: It's cool. yeah, it's, it just sounds like chorus. You know, yeah, it sounds awesome, amazing. man.
1: That was that's like a biggest. That's like a, one of the biggest hacks to learn. I can't believe
2: you can't just blow yeah. up that room you with audio those on there, those right? monitors without getting yelled at. Like just I having yeah, what kind of studio just being immersed in use? swirling sounds in that room would be such an orgasmic experience.
3: Yeah, it's 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 a shame. I what kind
1: move. of what kind of studio because I'm like just picking your brain about like your whole setup right now because yeah, I think it's like one of my favorite setups I've seen or any of the people we've had on right? the show. It's um, my cool. maybe my favorite setup I've ever seen for anybody ever we've had, ever had on the show. Um, awesome. What's your studio monitors? So I
3: have the Dyne Audio. I think they're okay. LYD6. Uh, okay. Gotta look them up. Dyne Audio.
2: Where's and that LYD6. Guitar Center link?
3: Yeah, let's see. Yeah, they're the LYD7 Very thing. Very cool. um, But yeah, these are the same ones that the Survive guys use, so we all have oh, the nice. same... Oh, they use, that up, okay. okay. We oh, can nice. listen nice. to the same, the same stuff. You know.
1: What kind of headphones do you use? Monitor headphones? do You use?
3: These Audio Technicas.
1: Audio Technica. Okay. All right. Yeah,
3: I don't know the model number, but these are so old. I need to get new ones. They're like really cheap, but. Um, You're gonna have to transfer
2: yeah. some of the synth budget to the uh, the headphones. Budget.
3: the headphone budget yeah i know i'm like mentally preparing myself lux
2: hit us with a link for those monitors thank you no, that's, wow oh gosh, she, she doesn't not, even play we're, we're <laughs> gonna have to start like giving her a little stipend from the show yeah for sure um syllabus says what's that poster or album on the back wall
3: oh so this was i can just bring it bring it up to the yeah sure the bring it the show that i played in austin texas Ooh. Uh, right before covid night school with bone curse mackie future blondes and orograph it was one cool. of my first orograph shows ever 2019 i
2: do love some austin texas man i'm i'm, I'm gonna try to keep it short but um, i got some good Dude. friends i already told you give mission indigo a big hug uh, oh, yeah. I don't suppose you've met my buddy Corbin Carey, have you? Sunset Waves?
3: Yeah, I have, actually. Yep. Oh my god, I released music on Sunset Waves. Are you playing with me? Uh, Stop it. Really? No, yeah.
2: as Orograph? Oh, wow. No.
3: So the last project I had before Orograph was called Tokayo, which is Tokayo. spelled T O C
2: A I O. I'm gonna look up my iTunes library right now because I met Corbin in Amarillo. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I have Bonfire in my library, Summer oh my Sun God. Volume Four, baby, Unreal. Yeah. Sorry, this is too cool. Small world. Yeah,
1: we talk about Corbin a lot on the show. That's
3: so funny he's, that he's you, definitely uh, a
2: future guest. For sure, yeah. I'd love to have him on.
3: He lives in Austin now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he does, um, does. He he kind of goes back
2: and forth between Amarillo and Austin, uh, which is a long way, but.
3: Lux, That's thank cool. you
2: again for the uh, the link. She already posted the Tokayo track. Amazing, put amazing. A,
0: put a little
1: hammer for Bop next to it. Absolutely. I, yeah. so I always
3: want to move back to Austin, but it's gotten pretty expensive now. Really? It's like it's the city. It's kind of different now. Like I, when I went back and like felt like a different city. Um, but yeah, like when I lived there, it was kind of a dream because like my rent was like four hundred bucks unreal i I I know hella people in austin
2: and i have always kind of wanted you know the 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 most controversial thing i'll say this episode is if i had to move back to texas that's where i would move
3: for sure yeah it's the coolest city it is
2: chris have you been i'm sure you've been
3: to austin yeah no i have never oh you would love it
2: you got to go to south by at some point
3: i will
1: definitely make my way to austin
2: we also had a good one from soft replica earlier wants to help settle an eternal debate that is actually only started recently, but it's intensely, it's a fiery one. We want to know slow dive or my bloody Valentine.
3: Uh, my bloody Valentine, just cause I know more songs. <laughs> Nicely
2: yeah. done. Nicely done. We've been getting a lot of slow dive lately. Mm-hmm, we have and um so
3: that's classic. i mean they're both you know legendary artists it's a true. very hard choice
1: to pick I'm, I'm mbv as well i'm on mbv team i mean everybody yeah. usually the the response is usually oh, and right. I'm,
3: I'm team slowdown so you know we're, yeah that's we're fair and look argument. there's
1: i don't think there's any i don't think there's a wrong answer personally of course not
3: there's not yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I um I guess my only my only gripe is I feel like um Loveless is just kind of there's not much low end but I mean, All right, that's fair. But I, I like wasn't there. Lot. You know, I still love it a lot. I do. Especially the second track. I think it's called Loomer. Like damn. Need for fries. Yeah. Um chat, go ahead and help. You guys have been so on fire tonight. Run up the questions for Mr. Aragraph. Um Yeah. I got some from my uh my Special selection. Feel free to interrupt me at any There's time, Chris. Um, who are some no, people that you think should be on the show?
3: Ooh. Well, I know you all already like a very good all-star cast so far. I'm trying to think proud of it. Has, yeah, I'm trying to think of who hasn't been on.
1: We've got a lot of people still to go. We're saving a bunch of people. Yeah, we have well, had a lot of
3: people on. <laughs> well, that I is mean, true. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know. Um, my mind is drawing a blank.
2: You're right good. Now. You can come back to that question because the chat yeah, has a question. responded. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I've,
3: I've, I have questions too. I think
1: that what I want to say right now is like, if you guys haven't had an opportunity to do so, make sure you check out Orograph Live because it's a stellar experience. It's really fun. I went to go see uh, our buddy here uh, in New York a few, a few months ago, and I was dancing the entire time. I had, oh, yeah. like, the best time. Those songs Oh, yeah, so live. danceable.
2: I'm going hey. to have to so, work some, some shit into some future DJ sets for sure.
1: Yo, oh, my yeah. God. It, it kicks live. It's so fun. So I have a question. Is How... Um, You know, what is the biggest challenge for you translating what you do in the studio to what you do live? Like, obviously, you cannot bring all your synths with you. So, you can maybe only bring a few. You can, you can, you're gonna have to pick and choose what, what sounds you're gonna play, what sounds are gonna be samples, what sounds are gonna be on the pads, you know what I mean? That you're gonna be activating. What's the biggest challenge for you transferring, transferring to live, you know what I mean? Doing this live?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like the biggest challenge is just like, the act of like making that decision like what wow. i want to sample and then actually like putting it into the npc that's kind of like you know if i make a whole new life set that's like a day or two of work like yeah. it's the total time like it takes it takes quite a while um, yeah. i recently got a new npc which is like an npc live that um, it's kind of like a modern it's like a modern npc So it's like much easier to like make the live sets on there. Um, But yeah, I kind of have to make like conscious decisions. Like, what do I want my SH-101 to do? What do I want Hero Rack to do? You know, what do I want the NPC to do? Uh, And that's the biggest challenge, but it always kind of comes together last minute, like a day before (laughs) the show, and I'm like, "Uh, really? Yeah, I'm like, whatever, just, just it's like
1: fine. The day before the New York show, you were sort of just, like, still figuring it out?
3: Yeah, maybe two days before, because the day oh. before— Wow, this weird.
2: guy doesn't get bothered about wow. anything. Yeah. That's Unreal. crazy, man.
3: I'm like, oh, let's see, you know, see what I can get away with. This. Time. Soft Replica yeah. has
2: a really good question for you. He says, does autograph have any advice for electronic artists moving to the live music realm? How has the process oh, great, of adapting autograph music for live shows been?
3: It's been great uh, because I come from a like, live music background. Like I grew up True. being in bands and stuff, so like I'm kind of used to like, you know, like I have like all my pieces kind of represent The 101 is like a bass synth, my Eurorack is like guitars, my MPC is the drums. So I kind of try to think of it that way. And i think maybe like my biggest piece of advice would be like just try to like simplify it as much as possible focus on like what's going to be the most fun for you to do live versus trying to do like because the audience
2: can tell you know if you're having a good time or not
3: yeah that's the whole point you know you want to have a good time when you're playing the show you don't want to be like a fucking math wizard you know, trying to, like, patch in all these things. Like, my, my shit, like, even though it looks kind of crazy, very. Um, It used to be a lot crazier, and I've tried to, like, make it the most simplified version of what it can be, so I can just... Have fun. Um, and that's... I think that's the whole, the whole point. Like, just do... Do what you think is going to be the best to give your audience a good show, and to have fun yourself, you know? Right. Jam out. But...
2: Yeah. yeah, a little stage presence, a little showmanship uh, goes a long way. Chris Chris, and I would know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We got another good one in the chat. Um, are you collabing on any songs? Do you do much collabing? That's that's a, one of my personal curiosities.
3: Yeah, well, I have done some collaborations with, like, you know, we were mentioning this earlier, like Cat System Corp, FM Skyline. Right, right. Um, I had Missions remix a track, who's a good friend of mine, Missions. on the Holodeck Records label. And... Yeah, you know, I want to I explore more collaborative stuff. Like, I'd love to do a whole album with someone, you know, at some point. But... It's just, you know, those things kind of always just happen. Yeah. So I'm, I don't really try very hard Uh, reach out. I'm just like... If it comes up in conversation naturally, right. maybe at a show or something, then yeah, you know, I'm very open to that, which is cool.
2: But. I think remixes are a lot of fun and uh, features yeah. personally. Um, but then again, I'm, I'm, a, you know, we DJ, we mash stuff up. I don't make mashups per se, but like we, we are constantly thinking, oh, that would sound good with that. You know, that fits right in with that. Do, so. do, we,
1: do we still use the word mashups? Are we done using that word? I don't right? know. So, I mean,
2: Something like, I, 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 I
1: agree with you when you said like hot I don't know,
2: take. We call it mash up. Go like, off. Yeah, it's like yeah.
1: It's, why don't we just yeah. call it mixing? You know what I mean.
2: I, I, I don't. Mash I agree with stuff, you. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm
1: agreeing with you, Shiro. Like yeah. Like I, I don't. Let's just stop using that word in general. Now. It's so glee, <laughs> glee sounding. Anyway, <laughs> so
2: glee sounding. Oh man, gauche as it were.
0: Gosh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh in rail says did you ever use Rosen's Yamaha CS80?
3: Yeah. oh wow. For Black, sure, really. All that's the time. CS80. I never recorded it. Um but yeah, I use I mean, you know, CS80's like that's what was used to make Blade Runner. I
1: know? mean, that's the that's the synth, right? Like there's not even that many of them exist the so of cheap, all time. Right? I've seen yeah. like the footage of Evangelist like, playing it. And such, and uh, I know that like I know there's like very few people that even have that 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 piece yeah. right there. Like I mean, I think like obviously you guys know somebody with one, and that must have been crazy to actually touch it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I think um, Rob at Rosen Sound. Uh, I used to like do engineering at his studio, which yeah. is I live in Burbank, and like he's very Sick. close uh, to me. He, I think he has like five or six of them. What? Um, is it five or I, six of them? Yeah, he's what? Crazy. They're also huge. You know what I mean? Oh, I had okay. One. This is Listen, story, man.
2: Some people live in warehouses.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. And real's like the CSA... You see, and, Real, and CSA is like three hundred pounds. Poor motherfucker yeah, exactly. has to move them. One time, uh,
3: my friend and I, have I, I to get five of them. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like fifteen hundred pounds. Fifteen hundred pounds of synthesizer. Well, one time, my friend and I had to move one of them because part of the job at the the synth shop was like you know client will call and be like hey i want to rent this fucking synth that you only have nobody else really has it i want to rent it from you you know uh we would take it in my truck and we took it to Vampire Weekend. You're just like casually
1: tra- taking a CS80. In it's your
3: like truck. in the
2: bed of the truck. Yeah, <laughs> this, is so like, have- oh, this is like this is like the most
1: surreal thing. Yeah. This is almost as surreal to me as like hotel pools. He's like, calling Laredo, up Lady- bro. Calling up Lady Gaga. Remember when Ben calls up Lady Gaga because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got her phone number in this, in this uh, thing? So you're just yeah. trucking along, fucking CS80. <laughs> Go
3: on, yeah. continue. We got it. We we took it to Vampire Weekends' uh, studio in Silver Lake, which was. They have like multiple studios, but this was just like, oh, we're just gonna make some demos, and we had to. My friend Caesar and I had to, just us had to yeah. carry it on up the stairs. These little fucking tiny little delicate Silver Lake stairs. What? Set it up in their Bruh. studio, and it, Jesus terrifying. Christ! What happens That's if you terrifying. break it? Uh, well, the good thing is, is that Rosen Sound's a synth repair shop, so oh, uh, they can okay, just like, fix it. They can I can
1: can't it. even believe like the pressure of having to like push a CS80 like up these tiny little stairs for fucking Vampire Weekend. I mean, for it their, took like, us. Demos. It took us
3: like an hour to get it mm-hmm. up to, like one flight of stairs. Like it was what? Like, yeah, it was crazy. This
1: is for Vampire Weekend, who's not even like a synthesizer band. I know, <laughs> like, right? They're probably even on, lose like, the shit. The most, the most important, rare, expensive, yeah. <laughs> and heaviest synthesizer ever created. For yeah. like Vampire Weekend to fuck around on a demo with. And they're just like, yeah, just bring it up the stairs for us. Thank you. All right. Fuck yeah. the fuck, man. Like, seriously. Yeah. And once we got to
3: the top, I was like, well, the at least the views are cool. You know? You can see <laughs> all the way. I was like, damn.
1: What was this? So they could fucking like add a little sprinkle of synthesizer on like, you know, whatever? I know, Diane right? They know. Like a quick little Brian Young
2: 3 second intro. Like a quick little in little okay, Brian you can know, have three
1: it back. Like, it yeah, took him longer to get it up the stairs. Can I mean, you bring it back it down, down the stairs now? It. Fuck you,
3: Vampire Weekend. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think seriously. I spent it for, like, two days, and I'm pretty sure I, like, called in sick. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed yeah. to be picked up. I was like, fuck okay. that shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Poor Look Caesar vampire had to weekend. one man.
2: Just.
1: Vampire Weekend just casually orders a CS80 to just be delivered up several flights of stairs. You got the Fuck the haves and you, you. Got the
2: have-nots. Fuck
1: you, Vampire Weekend. Jesus Christ. All right, like a little sound, bit of man. like...
2: Fuck you, Vampire, for, Vampire
1: Weekend. For like, seriously, man. For you, are not even a synthesizer-based band. you just like, you're like, wouldn't it be fun to have a CS80? Like, we did like a little run? Maybe you would make us seem a little cool. Fuck you. I, I can't... I'm done with indie rock. I've been done with it for years now. <laughs> yes, <we could>. Anyway. <laughs> but That was fun. That's fun though that's a it's a great story. Man,
2: I, I it just kind of reminds me of I was having a chat with uh, somebody who used to work for of Montreal. You guys remember of Montreal? Yeah. Somebody for used sure. to work work for them when they were touring and apparently they had just gotten over like a great European tour and then they came to Austin for Fun 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 Fest. It was raining and they uh, like lost power to their stage like 40 maybe 30, 45 minutes into the set and the lead singer just storms off the stage. Which I thought was kind of theatrical, but I got the uh, the inside uh, scoop, the 411 from the guy that was working on the show, and he was like, man, everything went wrong that day. But boy, can they be some, some divas, those indie rock, those successful indie rock artists.
3: Yeah, it's like, uh, there's no more rock stars and you know. But, but
2: you know, they're, they're, there's always the ones that kind of remain humble, too, Uh
1: Oh, sure. sure. I'm yeah. sure there are. I'm sure, sure, sure there are.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. All right. We, we got some more questions. What's going on here?
2: Yeah, I, I have one for you, man. Is there a favorite video or, like, movie or just anything, any visual, anything that we can get from you that kind of, like, inspires you or, like, personifies or embodies or...
3: Yeah. Anything. Um, favorite
2: oh, YouTube question. video
3: whatever?
0: Movie... Very- book cool
3: whatever day, but like beyond the mind's eye is obviously like yeah
2: oh yeah absolutely i, yeah, I asked the question like this is gonna say mind's eye
3: yep, yeah yep
0: yep
2: good good taste sir
3: yeah um but i mean beyond that too it's like i grew up watching like skate videos and stuff mm-hmm. and i feel okay, like Lord. they always kind of had like an interesting way of like filming things presenting like i think i probably also got a lot of like musical influence through old skate videos you know
0: yeah
3: which i don't know it's kind of like now like it's just a combination of like visual work and music you know have you
2: noticed just just weird aside have you noticed a lot of the lo-fi house artists are using old skate tapes for their videos
3: yeah totally and
2: just like 90s vcr footage i i constantly tell people Chris agrees. I constantly tell people this lo fi house movement is very vapor adjacent.
3: Yeah, totally. What with yeah. the use uh, of all yeah. those, like. The like graphic design looks like old rave posters, you know, that you would see, like. In very the- much so. There's a lot of 90s, like Y2K. Just 90s in general. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. No format is probably the worst offender, but uh,
3: I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, for sure.
2: If I can tap you for a little bit, uh, we got fifteen minutes left in in hot takes. What is uh? We, we went on some hot ones, man. Sorry, but I gotta yeah. I gotta ask. What do you think is the biggest problem with music right now?
3: Um, artists aren't getting paid enough. No, mm, absolutely. True. Fire take right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure most artists would agree. You know, so it's not it's not like a super hot take or anything, but yeah. I... It would be cool if, like, you know, all of us were getting paid, like, a very fair wage for streaming royalties and stuff, so we could actually, like, Damn, commit son. to music full-time. I know there's a lot of people who do that anyway, but it's it's still tough, you know, to, like, just be a musician full-time, especially when gas is, like, like here in California, oh it's, like, $7 a gallon or something.
2: Oh, my God, dude. Unreal.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um... But I, I, think I that's... thoroughly
2: agree. And and I respect anyone and everyone that's quit their day job to make music.
3: For sure. Yeah, it's tough. It's not easy, but it's worth it, you know.
2: Why do you think some acts are popular and some aren't?
3: The algorithm. Mm-hmm.
2: True. <laughs> yeah, Fair. <laughs> What what about what about prior to that?
1: I, I remember talking to Dan about that. I'm like, Dan, how are you so fucking popular? He's like, I don't know. He's like, we got put some me scoops. Right spot. He's like, something put me in the right spot. I got on something, and now he's like, I'm just stuck in this algorithm. And he's like, it's like it's worked out very well for me. Yeah, it's awesome. But but Dan, yeah. I remember asking yeah. Dan, like, how do you do it? He's like, I have no idea.
3: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like. So you were asking, like, what about before the algorithm, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, we had, like, studios and, like, talent scouts, I guess. But, like...
3: Well, yeah, I think a lot of it back then, too, you know, who knows. But I think if you have, like, a good foundation, you know, if you have... A lot of it, unfortunately, is, like, if you have money to put into your project, you can kind of... Put that into pr advertising you can put whatever. that into
1: like uh you know someone like yeah just
2: groovy uh, kaiju has a lot for... of, uh, knowledge about that
1: groovy kaiju is like genius when it comes to like navigating this world um you know and doing it all on his own and doing it like legitimately you know what i mean like he's the man for that sort of thing like he's actually like he built he has built like that and his his lo-fi hip-hop act um you know uh he's just like he's built that in like in the most rude and independent way as possible and like he's like the one guy. he's like he's the guy when it comes to that but aside from side but most people yeah i agree like it's like you know you there you're just like the fucking child of a celebrity or the child of a lawyer and all of it or whatever yeah, right and like yeah, yeah it's, it's you pay for everything. everything people always try and tell me about willow smith and how great she is i don't give a fuck if she's great, she better be.
2: She's all the money in the fucking world. If she wasn't great, that'd be No awful. shit, right? Like, no all shit. of them. They always, Who like, cares? masquerade yeah. as these rags-to-riches, salt-of-the-earth fucking people. Their only job
1: is to fucking have talent. And they can yeah. hire everybody else around what? them. They better be great, because they have all the fucking money and resources in the world. Can you imagine if they're bad? Give me a fucking no. break. There's no but, excuse for you to be bad. Like, you have everything at your fingertips.
3: Yeah. But I think good music always finds its audience you know
1: it does Uh, it always finds its audience that's correct you know your music like the thing is it really does it might not be the biggest audience in the world but it finds it you know finds people who care about it i I found that myself
3: well even like earlier we were talking about like midwest emo and stuff and it's like the story of american football like their album didn't really gain popularity until like 10 years it's a cold yeah i mean i remember
1: when american football came out And I remember thinking it was a bit of a more of a minor act in that in that world. Honestly, like I was paying a lot more attention to Jawbreaker or gets or Jets to Brazil after that, or or Get Up Kids or uh, you know, or yeah, or Get Up Kids for the anniversary or uh, whatever else was around back then. Yeah, exactly. I was I was paying a lot more attention to you know, I was paying definitely a lot more attention to what Tim Kinsella was doing than what Mike Kinsella was doing. Like uh, I was like, oh Mike Kinsella in American football he also has another band called Owen that's like Tim Kinsella's little brother and because Tim Kinsella was cap and jazz, which is like way I'm, more important I'm, to me
0: yeah, sorry than to say I completely American football
1: agree. was but then like yeah, <laughs> ten years later, like American football turns out to be like the uh, early 90s the late late like, 90s uh, emo act that everybody name checks now and I was like ah nah, didn't see that one coming personally mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah cool
3: they got popular on like I think 4chan and YouTube and stuff where like I did yeah or like just yeah. Like running up that album, which is, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Like it's interesting. Make art like it, as long as you're true to yourself, you know, it'll, it will find where it needs to be at some point. I think
2: I like that attitude before we go into the outro portion of our show. Um, I got a couple other good ones for you. Can you describe for me your favorite kind of music?
3: My favorite kind of music. Well, yeah, I think it's always changing, but it's, 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 yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I feel like it's kind of fundamentally rooted in like something that is like dance music or like house music. I listen to like a lot of that. That's like left of field house, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: That raw shit.
3: Yeah, but like, a lot of it is also like, I kind of listen with like a producer's ear and like, I like what so like, things that incorporate like the 808, the Lindrum, you know, a uh, big like, analog synths, like bass stuff, like just like industrial music, you know, um, word, word. I'm into it's always changing. Like I'll have moments where I'm like, really into that specific type of genre like maybe i'm listening to like a lot of lies and uh or like ghostly or something love and then maybe yeah yeah ghostly's amazing
2: who are some of your favorite ghostly acts
3: uh i really like Shigeto.
2: Shigeto is fucking fire
3: did you ever listen to the site below no
2: it was like ambient music with a dance beat it was the craziest shit
3: damn Ghetto's fire
2: out. Tycho Comtrues,
3: yeah Tycho Comtrues, yeah
2: Luzine fan of Luzine at all
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah amazing got to see Luzine in uh, Vegas actually there were uh, like five people in the crowd it was wild yeah that's cool uh and stuff. Zeno
3: and oaklander really cool okay yeah, yeah deep cut right there Muxmool yeah, any
2: sure. Mux Mool love
3: yeah definitely apparently he's also, kind of a
2: jerk in real life but he's a great composer yeah
3: <laughs> shame yeah uh black marble oh sick.
1: yeah black marble yep.
3: yeah
2: in real you got to see shigeto i didn't know you were a shigeto fan nice yeah, trying to think cool. of uh who else um there's a somebody huge i'm probably missing good stuff all right, it's getting pretty late. We gotta do it some is. shout outs soon. You need to go to sleep. So I do we need to like go to, to sleep. open this.
1: I love you. I, I love I both of you very too. much and I love everybody in the chat very much, but I am uh, I'm still you want know, still like slightly go through sleep. it. So I, I sleep.
2: <laughs> I would very much love to give the good doctor some rest because I do too. So Carlos, this is the moment uh where we like to open the floor up to you and let you say anything you want. You can give us your hottest take. You can shout out anything you want, promote anything. Up the floor Mm -hmm. is yours.
3: Um, well, I guess watch Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. I have some music in it.
2: Seconded. Which,
3: um, I have a record coming out in a month or so. Uh, but that's that's kind of it. That's all I got to promote. Um, besides that, oh yeah, show in Austin. That is happening. Yeah, Body
2: Cruise
3: body crews let me look at my calendar
2: yeah we need the date we need the the address we need the lineup
3: that is happening at sahara lounge june 23rd uh austin texas orograph stream catcher mission indigo Nitas, acapulco 86 and visuals by drip cuts did you so say
2: luitas mission. is gonna be there
3: yeah Lunita. Oh, previous guest the, the
1: show. Previous good friend of the yeah. show and previous guests.
2: Luis is very close yeah. to our hearts. We love you. Thanks for the link, we Lux. Yeah. So you heard it. June twenty three, Sahara Lounge. Be there. If you're in Austin, or if you're I mean, you know, Texans are used to being having to drive for hours and hours and drive hours to get hour. Dude, I drove yeah. eight hours from Amarillo to Austin multiple times. You can do it.
3: Yeah. All my friends think I'm crazy because I'm like, oh, yeah, like five-hour drive that's, like, short. That ain't me. shit. <laughs>
2: Jesus. I yeah. drove from Vegas to, to Davis to play Terminally Chill NorCal. It wasn't shit. Tejajapi was beautiful. Oh Central California sucked. Sorry, y'all. Ugh. <laughs> Modesto and Fresno. Anyways. Hell, yeah. Be there. Follow this man. He's got some great things on the horizon. And as I said earlier, buy... Opacity Field. Don't just listen to it. Buy it. an amazing album. It's buy so it. good. Like It's a cut above.
3: Thanks. Yeah. Thank you all for having me on the show. Like, thank of course. you. All right. Go, Chris.
1: Okay. You can buy my Polymath Vampire album on Business Casual right now. Available. It's amazing. There's the link for that. Thank
2: you it's very beautiful. much. I
1: appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. Um, and then, of course, June 10th, I will be playing a with our dear friends Fiber, previous guest on the show, and also Pad Channington and our dear friends No Notilde and Melonade. And here is the link for that. That'll be in Boston, June 10th. There you are for that. And that's... And I've got remixes coming up soon for our dear friend Be Careful and Patch Notes. And those should be coming out Love, relatively soon as well. Be Careful and Patch Notes. Yes.
2: Alright. I'm good. So... <laughs> Shout out to the good doctor Um, I myself uh, just played a uh, Sight Sounds and Conversations uh, With Codex Boy Encyclopedia And Sega Octopus last Saturday uh, Alongside um, TWA and uh, Manila Ice and uh, Earthboy Advance So uh, I've got a uh, Vapor Trap, 30 minute Vapor Trap set On SoundCloud and YouTube That I dedicated to uh, my dear friend My very first friend I made in LA uh, DS Dude one of my best yeah. rosewood buddies. Yes, dude. I'm um, gonna link that uh Soundcloud set in the chat. guy. Uh, lots of blank banshee blank body if you like Vapor Trap. Check it out. Uh and of course definitely tune into Sight Sounds and Conversations. It's definitely one of the more left field uh live stream events that uh that the scene has. Uh thanks to Codex Boy Encyclopedia and Sega Octopus who did my visuals, by the way, for that um got a um event that i'm going to be participating in um i don't know if there's i don't know if i'm allowed to like say who what when or where but i'm doing a 20 minute deconstructed club set lots of really bombastic just unsettling vibes that i put together uh ends in a bang stereotypical young shiro fashion. Uh, excited about that. A couple people in chat know exactly what I'm talking about. So I don't want to get in trouble with them and name drop anything that hasn't been announced yet. Um, got a, uh, tour that I'm going to be participating in that is also not been announced yet. So opening for some people that are also in chat, some great people, uh, in the, um, Northeastern part of the U S uh, coming up here pretty soon in August, no names, but it's going to be really, really cool. Um, good times what else do I got going on uh, I'm playing an IRL show where I live here on a local access uh, TV show simple syrup says keep that info in here alright I'll clip it out anyways I'm yeah. um, playing a local <laughs> access TV show coming up here pretty soon uh, with some some local uh, talent very excited about that um, and then if, if anything just tune in in two weeks uh, we're gonna have our good friend Syllabus on the show Syllabus shout out OG uh lovely person very excited to be able to sit down with syllabus and interview her uh about her experience uh, within the vaporwave scene uh again we uh appreciate you guys for tuning in thank you so much to all the regulars thank you so much to all the new chat people and all the uh, the new subs um <laughs> again uh feel free if you uh, if you feel so led to donate uh, i'm gonna go ahead and plug that uh one more time um not not imperative but but very very much appreciated all donations go to equipment upgrades and commissioning your friends our friends um our thank you so much for being our special guest this evening absolutely. Thank,
0: thank you
2: man. Man. we we really really enjoyed getting to dig in deep um hope to see more of you going forward buddy hope to see some great things i mean you've already got great things but uh we want to thank you very much for giving us your time this evening absolutely All right, you heard it on hot takes. Be here same time, same place in two weeks, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash hot takes vapor. Good night. Night.
0: Night. That's a hot take. (laughs) around
2: because oh, yeah. that's what america's supposed to be it's supposed to look like terminally chill the yeah. insurance commercial has a fat ass but like no personality yeah i feel like sitting here and listening to this <laughs> no god damn
1: it isaac new noise is not the first fucking refused album rip isaac a new one, one today
2: do you know what i mean like don't touch oh. my records
0: Ever!